17th of August 2021 and it's been a while since I did my last podcast. Um lots happened since then. Um but I'm not making this podcast to discuss or talk about those things. In fact, in the last hour Well, actually, in the last hours of the day, I'm actually making this podcast to talk about something that God really put on my heart today. And just as I woke up, he has this habit of Jesus has this habit of always talking to me um, right before I wake up. And it's just like super accurate, super on point. So today I I heard um, you're going to find something um, that you need to write about or talk about and and communicate to others, something that you have uh, written uh, some years ago. Uh, So I'm like, uh, okay, that's not very clear. Well, let me have a coffee. So but then (laughs) after the coffee and everything in the morning, I was just scrolling through um like the journal and uh, like a digital journal and i saw and my eyes like i you know when you look at the file name you kind of yeah something resonated and the lord like said you know yeah i want to talk about uh droughts um context time for context uh manitoba is in severe drought um crops uh, I'm not doing great. It's really, really hot yesterday, which was the 16th of August 2021. It it went up to 36 degrees. Rain is scarce and things are not great. So um, there's that. There's that. Uh, you can like today. Uh, you could feel the depression in the air. Uh, it's like this is heaviness and this kind of something heavy something like pressing down and when you're like sensitive if you're one of the sensitive ones you'd know that uh something's sitting on me uh it's not the lord um but but then when you listen to the lord you're like yeah something's something's in this and the lord's like yeah look up uh, look up the word drought and do a search on your files and do a, the word drought um, and whatever file that shows up with that word I want you to look into it so I did look it up and sure enough the word drought gave me a search result and I had written something in 2008 that was a long time ago <laughs> and it's out of Hag- Haggai Haggai, Haggai, I just call it Haggai, how is that, Haggai 1, uh, from, so Haggai 1 uh, was 7 to 10, 11, 10, 11, yes, so I have the NIV version with me, so I'll just read it and just get into it. Haggai 1, coming back to, so we are doing droughts and such, Haggai 1, so I'm going to read, this is part, part 2 I guess, honestly I don't know what I'm doing with podcasting, but you know, 
when you gotta follow what the Lord is telling you, you just do it. So, Hagar 1, it is Jesus, it's just you and me on the air. Uh, <laughs> Hagar 1. <laughs> Honestly, if I say that again, I'm gonna hit myself. <laughs> Verse 7, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. Verse 8, go up into the mountain and bring down timber and build my house so that I may take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. Verse 9, you expected much, but see, it turned out to be little. But you home, what you brought home, I blew away. Why, declares the Lord Almighty, because of my house, which remains a ruin while each of you is busy with your own house verse 10 therefore because of you the heavens have withheld their due and the earth its crops verse 11 i call for a drought on the fields and the mountains on the grain the new wine the olive oil and everything else the ground produces on people and livestock and on all the labor of your hands So this is what was given to me and I've written on this journal entry dictation taken probably at the end of 20, uh, 2008. So at, at this time of my life, I would just listen to the Lord and I would be, um, most often I would be so diligent to uh, take down what I was hearing verbatim. So, because in this, I was just beginning to find, uh, learn, uh, really learn listening to the voice of God. So, so that's why uh, I probably put it, put this thing dictation taken. So, that's the context for this podcast. Haggai one verse seven to eleven, and in. Uh, with the background of the drought in Manitoba and also some parts of the states. This has huge implications. Um, that something that was written in 2008, when there was no physical drought or an environmental drought, is blowing me away. I'm just going to let that sit there. That he told me to look at this writing that I'd done in 2008, something that he'd told me and I'd taken note on and written down, would come back. I don't know. So many years, I don't know, 13 years later, is a bit mind boggling. Okay, this is just trying to correct a mistake I make. This is Jouts and Such Haggai 1, part 3, because there isn't a part 3. But I had to add something. Because it would weird me out when I try to organize this. So I'm just recording myself and just saying part three that's about it that's it okay next
Okay, we're back with part three. With drugs and such, Haggai 1. So like I was saying, the manageable drought and the current drought that's sweeping through Manitoba and parts of the state is mind-boggling. And it's not mind-boggling. The fact that uh, God told me to look at something that I'd written 13 years ago um, and giving me perspective of it in an actual drought is mind-boggling. So... Um, Let's just dive in. I'm going to share what he he told me to write. Um, it's kind of raw. Uh, yeah, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> you know, so um, actually... Uh, so, so the first verse we're going to look at now, this is what the Lord Almighty says, give careful thought to your ways. And then this is what he, uh, I wrote down um, as I heard from the Lord. Think twice about your ways. The things you say and do and their relationship to the work I have called you to accomplish. Consider your ways. Review them. You ask me, how shall I do it? I say to you, look at verse 8. Go up to the mountain and bring down timber and build a house. The mountaintop is where I am, shiny. This is where I am found. There is knowledge found here. Do not look for timber among the forests. These well acclaimed as they are of the valley, take or receive the word I have for you while you are at the top of the mountain. Then bring that down and start building my house. I have shown you the truth about the situation that my house is in. All of you have desecrated the holy. You all have, like sheep, gone astray, each seeking your own way, your own understanding. See how my shepherds have been led astray. See, my people are empty and reeling. Do you see the desolation? Do you see the abomination that causes desolation? It is my house. It is in mine. My house. My house. Do you not feel despair that the bride I have prepared for myself has been devastated? And do you not see her ruin? How can I wait? How can I stand this pain? Child, I created you. I carefully led you until the time was right. Start, start building my, for my time is here. It is upon you. I will come upon you like a pent-up flood for my namesake, for my glory, my people. I have much seen too much pain that has broken my heart. Knowledge. 
the word of God. This does not lie within anything that was created. It only lies in me, found in me, incarnate through the cross. So do not seek it among the oaks in the valleys. Do not seek it among men or women. Do not seek it from within you. Seek it from me. Come drink. Drink from me. And I will fill you to overflowing. I will show you things that you must speak. This is the finest timber that must be used for my house. My word. Bring my word down. Go up to the mountain. You. You must come on your own. You must come to bring my word down and build my house. Part 5 Go up to the mountain and bring down timber and build my house so that I may take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. When my favor is upon my house, There I will be honored. Where the truth of my word is presented, there I am honored. Where my people worship in freedom, where my people love, where my people are protected, there will I be honored. My pleasure is to see the original state I created man to be, the restoration of intimacy with me. I want my people to walk with me in the garden again. I want my people to spend time with me, talk with me, share with me. I want them to be with me. Verse 9 You expected much, but see, it turned out to be little. What you brought home, I blew away. Why, declares the Lord Almighty. All your hopes, plans and all your self-effort in following me, in learning about my word, in getting spiritual, all of these were for yourself. They were not for me. But now they are useless. They are insignificant. I have taken them all away from you. The things you sought... The things you pursued, the discipline, the spiritual authority you work for, all of this is not what I esteem now. You have sought these things and I have removed them all from you because of my house, which remains a ruin while each of you is busy with his own house. While despair, while I am moved over my house, at the condition of my own house, you go on, you keep going on, preoccupied by the needs of your life. I know that you need certain things and people in your life. I know because it was I who made you. But do you not see the stupor that is upon my dwelling place? 
How can you continue to ignore the log in your own eye? Does it not trouble and hurt you even now? Wake up. Shake off your sleep. Wake up. Stop building your own house of knowledge, own club, or own cause, or your own pursuit. Stop. Respond. The state of my house will ultimately decide your own future. Neglect, neglect will only bring trouble to you and to your own. This life is now not about you. It is about my house. Look around you. Do you not see the results of your own negligence? Are you not? Are they not clear? Verse 10. Therefore, because of you, the heavens have withheld their dew, and the earth its crops. Look, the crops, the souls of men, women, and children are drying up. They are in thirst with no one to tend to them. 11. I called for a drought on the fields and the mountains, on the grain, the new wine, the oil, and whatever the ground produces, on men and cattle, and on the labor of your hands. These fields are the souls waiting for the word. The mountains are the spiritual storehouse and mounds and altars, the pulpits. The grain is the word of God and the wine is the spirit of God. The oil is the anointing. Grounds, ground the grounds production and the labor of your hands. Every effort in terms of personal development and spiritual de development, provision and prosperity has been held up. We're just coming out of a pandemic. The pace of our lives were altered last year in 2020. The futility of self-effort And mindless living and just just going on and on and on. That hamster real life. We got to face it last year and we're still facing it, some of us. We had to we had a for those who were willing to sit with the discomfort and the and the pain of it all, we had to We had to reassess. And when I look at this word, when I read this word, and and in trust, trusting the Lord who has made me um, put it out there, I, I, I don't know what to say. I really don't. My job, I think, my calling today was just to release this word. Because it is a fire shut up in my bones. One thing I know is that about my father, he doesn't condemn. This is so I, I think a wounded heart, having been in this place, I'm talking out of my experience, a wounded heart would take something like this as condemnation. It isn't. I think there's a place in God where he he finds freedom with people with people who are ready 
for that. He found that place with Job. He found it with other people where he he can he can talk about the things that 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 wound his heart, and he ta- he can talk about it with passion and anger or and 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 there is no punishment there because he doesn't know that he doesn't know what that kind of you know there is love there is no but if you think that love is just wah, wah, you know that's just like all you know flowy lovey-dovey is is i mean that's not realistic i mean our, even in our relationships myself as a mom Uh, when my son goes does something really that's just uh, you know not not great i it hurts me and sometimes i as appropriate i would tell him that it hurts me <laughs> and because he knows i love him he understands there's a place for that and I think that's that's in the context of that I think that's where the Lord spoke to the about this to me and but but he's a lot of time and he spoke 13 years ago about this and then he told me today to look it up and you know voila (laughs) here it is but that's uh I guess that's what I have I don't have answers Except this sense that I am getting that God is calling us all to go beyond turf wars in the church and take on territory. He's calling us to think uh, think bigger. Because What's coming against is bigger than us. We can't fight it in, with the local. The local church can't fight it. The trial that we as the church are going to face is a global thing. We, we all know that. We all know that. So we, it, it, must, it must be that the church that is rising up, that must rise up, is called to be a global church. Because I know my God ain't a wimp. He shows up for the battle. And boy, oh boy, it's going to be a good one. That's it for me. Thanks for listening in. Have a good night.